It's Sports Arena, the Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into the world of extremes. We look at ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to four of every pay-per-view special and ECW on TNN in between. We're just one week away from Hardcore Heaven. This is a go-home show. For myself, Paul, and I'm joined, as always, by Jay. What's happening, Jay? It is It is true. If you look out the window, you can see Angels hit Chaish King because we are on the road. To hardcore heaven. God, I want to keep going with the intro, but I just massively ran out of steam. It just. <laughs> <laughs> just... <laughs> Maybe so summing up um, ECW and, and how they build to hardcore heaven. No, never. <sighs> I, uh, I mean, we'll get to it, but you know, I, the, I, it feels again like they didn't quite realize how much time they had between the pay per view. Yeah, agreed. Um, we're in May 2000, May the 12th and May the 13th of 2000, episode 38, lucky 38, and episode 600, no, 368. <laughs> Jesus, missed that a couple of weeks there. Um, yeah, Hardcore TV and TNN. Uh, I guess we'll start off with ECW on TNN, episode 38, May the 12th, 2000, which would be a Friday, I believe. Would be. For those who haven't seen just the between, Just between Roller Jam. Jam. For those who haven't seen the pay-per-view yet, it might be a repeat the following week. Who knows? In the um, Friday Night Thrill Zone. Show kicks off with Sinister Minister, basically cutting a promo about Mikey. Um, someone shouts and tells him to cut. <sighs> Minister goes crazy and uh, tells Mikey to fire the, the camera guy. And basically, Mikey sort of throws a fireball at him. Something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, you fired, they laugh at you. I was cool with it in general, like throwing the, but it's just the whole sort of the cut thing and. It, so again, we're kind of linked into this. Um, it's a shoot, wink, kind of thing. Um, yeah, and there's a lot of it. Too much. Well, but the problem is, there's there's chunks of it where, you know, you're you're not showing me kind of the behind the scenes. You know, this is real brother kind of thing. You're showing me outtakes, and you're showing me that it, it doesn't work and you're showing me kind of the unprofessional elements of it and the, the unpolished elements of it. It doesn't make your program look more gritty. It looks, it makes it look less professional. And, and, you know, it's a, it's a thin line. It's a really difficult line to walk. And they, there are points where they do it, but there are points where they, they kind of crash in on it. And, you know, if you, if you're trying to kind of, you, 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 Again, you kind of bring me out by reminding me that I'm watching a TV show with people, you know, shouting cuts and stuff rather than it being a thing. Yeah, I, mean, I, I feel like they could have achieved the same thing with different results. Like they could have been playing with fire or whatever and the, the camera guy could almost put on the camera and, and run off or something because if he was scared. You know, the, the ways you could have sort of broken that but not just straight up at like you've got your lines wrong do it again kind of yeah vibe. let's look that that that's great jim let's try it yeah so i mean the, the fireball's cool i do love mikey the minister i just was a little bit confused why they chose to do this why they chose to start off the show with this uh we get the intro we get the usual joey styles and well 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 um they run through their intros quickly dreamer comes out Dreamer was asked about being champion for 15 minutes but never getting to wear the belt. Uh, before he could answer, Simon Diamond comes out. Now, I, I, I take issue with this because I, I feel like this is a really important promo for Tommy Dreamer. Because this is something that generally hasn't been addressed. He wrestled last week about addressing it. And I do feel like, you know for the whole sort of character and believability and wanting to get behind Tommy to the maximum. I feel like this is, this was actually a really important promo that he needed to, 
get across in the go home show. There's a line in here about you know you've worked so hard, you've done all this thing, you know, it's dream for eighteen years, blah 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 blah. Um, you know, you were the champ fifteen minutes. You didn't get to wear the belt. Yeah. Um, that I thought was just kind of like you know that that kind of like you know, and it's the old school wrestling style thing of you know, I was so close. I was so close to. And it, to was, it was good. It was, it was cleverly done in the sense that, like you said, like he he was world champion, but then they threw that, but he never got to wear the belt, and that gives him a reason to wanting to go back after it again, because he, was he world champion? I mean, yeah, I was there. Was. I, I was so he close, never... and and you know, I'll go down as the champion with an asterisk against my name. You know, I didn't yeah. leave the building with the belt. I didn't go get to show my family the belt. I didn't get to, you know, go back to my wrestling school with the belt. I didn't, I didn't, you know, there is nothing. I, I, I didn't get to take, I didn't get to go into the back and take the vanity shots, the promo shots with the championship. There is nothing apart from 15 minutes of pay-per-view that shows I was ever the champion. Yeah. I was that so I, I just felt... That to me was just a little bit long. I don't know. And again, like I said last week, when Dreamer wrestled, I really wanted Dreamer just to come out, focus, pissed off, and just destroy one and not have a sword fight. This was probably even more so that he, he yeah. just absolutely ragdolled Simon Diamond, battered him, and then continued the but, promo or something. But yeah, so I mean, firstly, you've got this opportunity. You've got this really opportunity for this kind of real, kind of gritty, kind of. You know, I I didn't even get to celebrate on the evening that I won the championship because when all was said and done, I'm again have the words of everyone ringing in my ear about how I was just not quite there. I was close but not good enough again. Yeah. And you took that from me. So I want my moment back and this is why I'm coming for you and this is what I want and this is why I'm focused on on, on, on beating you at Hardcore Heaven and removing the asterisks. There will be a pay-per-view I walk out on holding the belt high. And, and this time, this time it will be me. So there's that. Then, you know, if you need someone to interrupt, then, then you know, I don't know why you need someone to interrupt, but fine. For it to be Simon Diamond, I mean, this is a feud now. Tommy Dreamer's feud after losing the ECW World Heavyweight Championship to Justin Incredible is Simon Diamond. Yeah, I mean, an obvious person to interrupt him would have been Lance Storm. Because if, if someone was to interrupt him, yeah. ignoring Justin Incredible, he could have brought Lance Storm out, and these two are basically in a similar situation, but obviously completely different paths. And they could have had like... I mean, if you just want them to punch someone in the face, Carino's amazing at that. Um, Cyrus, you know. I just found, um, yeah, again, like I said, if Simon does come out. Um, Jason. Yeah, Jason. Jason would have been a great one because obviously the connection, returning Jason. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like in, if we, you know, when he did get into it with Simon, he should just absolutely battered him again in 10 seconds, in my opinion. I know it's not about yeah. burying people, but there's, there's, but, certain, there's certain situations where you have to look like you've lost everything and you just come back more deadly and, than ever. And and this is, yeah, and this is that. So, I mean, you know, this is the thing in regards to, you know, and, and you're not protecting Simon Diamond from anything. You know, you're not worried about squashing Simon Diamond. You don't have to protect him because you're about to go on a big old run with him. You know, let's not worry about keeping him strong. You can just plow through it. But Simon Diamond's promo was actually quite good, but didn't get response. Yeah. You know, you're not hungry anymore. You know, you're not the innovator of violence. You're not that guy anymore. All of these things that could have been, again, some kind of, response you know it, it you lost that basically just to explode and just destroy you it. lost the belt because you weren't good enough to hang on you didn't have enough 
in you to want to fight again for that belt. He was bigger. He was hungrier. He wanted it. When was the last time you wanted anything? But instead, it just, you know, he says these and Tommy Dreamer hits him. And then they get into a fight. And then they do all the comedy spots. It's just, um, I mean, don't get me wrong, Dreamer, Dreamer's loved. You know, it's not a question. And he is sort of over. But I honestly feel like he could have been monster over with this. He's been dealt this massive thing where he could have really just just grabbed it and yeah, just fucking gone after, and then come out and became like showed a whole new intensity that he hasn't really shown for a long time. But um, yeah, he did face uh, Simon D- uh, Diamond and he beat him. Not Simon Dean. Did you know? And I'm not sure whether you would have done because you have to be paying close attention um did you know that prodigy was trained by taz no i didn't yeah it 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 yeah it's official they mention it every three minutes another clue i have no idea whatsoever completely skipped by me (laughs) yeah I, um, do you know what I found? Um, I was going to bring up the point later on, but I'll bring it now because it's, it's relevant. Um, hardcore TV at the end, basically, Sandman does a promo and he mentions um, Cactus Jack, Sabu, and other people that left. And I find that ECW comes across as the only company that truly embraces people that have passed through as a way to enhance their product. Yes, I'd agree. Um, because I was trying to think, and, and, and WWE will mock and basically be like, we've got rid of them because of their shit, you know, or they're old or they couldn't hang anymore. Do you know what I mean? There, there's always something. And WCW were very much just like, that guy's their world champion. He can even be like in the second half of the show here. You know, they were very much always like that. And uh, yeah. yeah, ECW is very much the only one that was just like, you know, Cactus Jack, the guy who's gone to win the world title, Sandman beat him here. You know? And it's very much, um, you know, Stone Cold was here and Mikey Whitbreak beat him. They, they tried to get the rubs to justify and not to justify, to enhance um, their people. I think that's, that's clever. I agree, especially as they're trading on big old names from uh, from people that they all will know. So, you know, if you are a casual fan, then knowing that, you know, Cactus Jack and all were through, you know, adds to the adds to the magic, doesn't it? I think so. I, I think it's good. But um yeah, I just obviously thought I'd throw that out there um now, but it's more relevant sort of later on in that. Um we get Lance Storm against Jerry Lynn. I didn't mind Lance Storm facing Jerry Lynn in the sense that they never disappoint, but I, I just found it two very strange characters to have a match as they have two massive matches coming up. Yeah, I mean, you, you, surely you want both of them looking as strong as possible. And I don't care yeah. about screwy finishes and, you know, Singapore cane shots that are meant for one and accidentally hit the other. I, I just kind of sat there and thought, like, it could have been anyone again. Like, it doesn't need to. You could have done Lance Storm versus, you know, Guido or whatever. There's ways to to get them if you wanted to have a match. They could have just had a great match. Do Jerry Lynn versus Super Crazy. I just again, I just felt there was ways to um, a week before the pay per view to have these two massive people in a match. Not even a main event, just mid card match. Just seems a bit like. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you create yourself an issue that you then have to book yourself out of in the sense of we want both of these strong coming out of this match. And it's kind of one of those things that, you know, I, 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 I appreciate it's a great match. It's a great TV match. It, it, it's still a great TV match next week. Um, and also, 
you've kind of taken away the fact it's Jerry Lynn's return to the ring now. Yeah. Like RVD, Jerry Lynn, first time they've both been in the ring for like however long. It's got a little sank to it. Two days before you give away Jerry Lynn's return match, he loses. Doesn't matter about how. It's still kind of... It's going to take Did he not wrestle rubber. last week? Um, did he wrestle Scotty Anton last week? Yeah, he did. So he's been back did he run out weeks. and beat up someone? No, he did. He did wrestle oh, him, he did. didn't he? he did. Yeah. It's even so, worse then. Hey. But again, you know, I don't know why you are um, booking yourself in a position where you have to then kind of work out how you book yourself out of it. You know, I just think they're killing so much strength in him sort of just coming back almost, isn't it? And just both of their return matches would have been great. Yes. Um, but the match was still great, despite it being unnecessary. These two never disappoint. Lance Storm did pick up the win thanks to Just Incredible attempting to hit Lance Storm. Lance Storm moving him hitting Just Incredible. Yeah. Um, Dreamer comes out they all brawl and sort of disappears Cyrus comes out gets in the ring goes heavy heel with the crowd basically tearing down the area turns to, turns his attention to Jerry Lynn um, says that he can't talk that's why the network sort of can't be behind him but he can join the network and he can sort of talk for him um, Tajiri comes out Just Incredible takes out Tajiri and basically he says that he did it for himself and not for the network and cut a small little promo to prove he can talk. I guess. Yeah, I I I I, I struggle in in any um organization about people who are um who you, you cut promos who are talking about what they can't do. Um and I know, you know, he's a heel and all the rest of it, but still, you know, why why kind of, you know, do a promo saying about how bad his promos are? It's, it's, Ooh. it's, it's inside. It's, it, maybe you're sending a message. I don't know. Um, but but, but the, the, the thing is, like, it was a whole thing on, obviously, the, the rise and fall, wasn't it? Of ECW and Haynes there, sort of like, you know, Accentuate the positive side the negative. Yeah. 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 And you just kind of think you're if if nine one one can't do long matches, don't put nine one one in long matches. Yeah. And and but what you don't want is everyone to go, you know, oh Cyrus, he's an arsehole, but he's right though, isn't he? You know. Jerry Lynn's never cut a good promo. Now that you mention it, he isn't very good at promos, is he? He would be better off if he had someone doing his talking for him. Which again, like it's fine because it does all lead into something, but you just don't have to. Again, like we said before, there's other avenues to get there. And yeah. You know, I know we're booking it twenty years in the future, and it's a lot easier to do that. We've had so long to think about it, but still. Um, I love that you make it sound like we spend every night kind of going, "How would I book ECW from twenty-two years ago?" Do we not? Not every night. Sometimes I think about WCW from 20 years ago. Oh, invasion. Um, yeah. Sid, so what if Sid doesn't go to the top rope because he doesn't need to do a leg drop? Oh, he didn't need to do a leg drop. Big group of the top rope didn't need to happen. What was Animal in that match? What, what had happened with him, really, by himself in there? What did it all mean? After um, well, welcome to Sports Arena. We're talking about WCW from from some point around WCW. Nor agreed, agreed. I think. Um, Cyrus goes off I'm and starts shouting to Jerry, who's down. Carino comes out. It leads to sort of a TV title match between Rhino and Tajiri, which um, Rhino won. Yes. Sandman then comes to the ring, and then after the break, Sandman's going to confront Rhino. Uh, come back after the ring. Sam is there confronting him and just gets battered again. Yeah. They need to give, again, they just need to give Sandman something. I don't think he's even got a little bit out of his feud so far. 
No, I, and this is this is kind of my problem with it is very much the fact that um, uh, it is totally one direction. Um, you know, Sandman spends forever coming out, swings wildly, gets killed, and and everyone around him gets killed. Um, and that's that's the problem with it. And. Um... This, he gets beaten down. RVD comes out and cleans house, and Joey Styles just on commentary like he comes to say, "Man, he's ready for hardcore heaven." Rhino's taken out, and he's ready for hardcore heaven. Here comes RVD. He is ready for hardcore heaven. So everyone is ready for hardcore heaven at this point, including myself and you. Apparently sure. so. Yes, so we're all ready for hardcore heaven. That's how we end the show. Just everyone's ready for hardcore heaven. Everyone is ready for hardcore heaven. But they do have a show before the show which is Hardcore TV, the next night, May 13th, 2000, episode Is it before the show? Well, they don't seem to be I'm not sure when you watched it. You might watch it before or after. Um, Just Incredible does a promo. I like this promo because obviously, this, this is why I get so frustrated about Dreamer not having any promo in return. Because Dreamer's almost going sort of a bit like full Raven here, where he's sort of just not even saying anything. Not doing anything, and just incredible. It goes into the history lessons and does bring up the fact about like Dreamer's like granddad's sort of um, salute and all this. Yeah, all the stuff yeah. we were talking about last week. Maybe they're listening. <laughs> See, we got this. But um, yeah, he brings up loads of stuff and the whole history. So it's it's very nicely done. But again, why the fuck is Dreamer not talking? So that's a little bit frustrating we get a just incredible music video that goes on for about 25 minutes yep you will say about five minutes i mean it, like it, it was a, it, so it's a it's a just incredible francine video yeah um so you know i'm i'm all for it um i it, it's quite useful to remind you of of you know his very Gina. quick ascendancy you know, you get to see him breaking Great Sasuke's leg. You get to see him, you know, beating up on the Sandman and taking his cane. You get to see, you know, him him caning franchise. Uh, you know, it it it's it's a very good way but of, again, kind of it's, building it's up. It's what we said, like, you know, highlighting the people that have come through to elevate again. Absolutely, yeah. Could have easily been like, fuck Shane Douglas. He's not here anymore. We're not going to show anything about him. But it's not the case. Um, Fra- Here's him beating Nova and Chetty. <laughs> um, just a quick one. In the promo, Francine did jump on the promo as well. And basically, she's sort of going off on Dreamer, saying that Dreamer lost the belt and Dreamer lost her. And obviously, she wants to get her hands on Dawn Marie. But I kind of thought she hadn't been with Dreamer for ages. Yeah, kind of lost Dreamer before, lost her before the title. Um, yeah, to Raven, long, long time ago. But yeah. that is what it is. Uh, music video, then we get the normal intro. Then Joel Gurton is there to throw out a little TNN dig on a different station. So we are, because uh, I, I, I got interested at this point about you know where we were in the TNN history with them. So yeah. I was doing a little bit of reading on the ECW TNN um, fallout and how it all played through. So at this point, um, TNN are pissed off pissed off about you know cyrus being part of the network and the network being heels pissed yeah. off that apparently they were promised a 2.0 rating and east um really above 0.9 um pissed off because they were very big on taz and taz being a big part of and a featured player moving forward um and uh they weren't able to secure taz um didn't like the quality of the show, obviously. Um, wanted to change the ending. Wanted to change like the, the setup and the, the surround and all the rest of it. Wanted to kind of tone down some of the more extreme violence. Um, ECW is pissed off because, you know, they've not done anything in regards to promotion for them. Think that they, they you know, using their very small 0.9, which is tiny, but, it, you know, compared to what they were promised, but it's still the biggest number on the network. Tried to try and build into Roller Jam and their own 
things rather than anything else. You know, no, no adverts, no promos, no nothing. If you if you are an ECW fan, then you found it, but that's the only way you know it's on. So it's all very tense, and this is where he then goes off and where they then go off and give hundred million for the rights to Raw because they move from being the Nashville network to the national network, um, and they want you know some big kind of flagship kind of program, which is why they go and spend so much money on Raw. Which means we are two weeks away. It's the 2nd of June, ECW on TNN, where we have the, hey, network, I dare you to throw me off the air. Promo. Oh, nice. So that's a big promo I forgot about. Yeah. Do you know the bit, the, the one that I'm not sure I've I've seen is yeah. the um, Joel promo straight after. Well, I had I wasn't sure that I'd seen until today. It's the Joel mm-hmm. Gert and the promo straight after. Be good. No. Um, <laughs> it's. I, 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 I'm not going to go into it. We will revisit this conversation in a couple of weeks when we get to June 2nd, DCW on TNN. Um, it's not good. It's You can see what they're trying to do. Um, I, I cannot say it's a good promo. Well, we'll get there. We will. We, we will. I'm, 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 not, I, I'm desperately not filling in the gaps because I want your unfettered first viewing Eesh. reaction. Um, yeah, so Joe Gordon makes TNN. We go to the ring, we get little Guido versus a debuting John. Is he debuting Johnny Swinger? I think he is, isn't he? It is debuting, but it's just Swinger. He it's was swinger. Johnny Swinger in WCW. Yeah, it's just Swinger. Just that's what he is. Swinger because that's, yeah, that's what, he what he is. is. Um, question When was the last time a debuting person won their debut match? Um, just incredible. No, I don't know. I don't have a legit answer for this. I just kind of think like that. This, I mean, I understand that you know Guido's a workhorse and he is sort of like you know he's got a fairly decent record. But why just the, the constants of all these people always got to lose? Yeah, surely it'd be more beneficial if Swinger in his debut picked up a victory, and everyone's suddenly like, "Who the fuck's this guy?" He's being Guido. Yeah, and and you know, again, what what are you protect? Why 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 are you keeping Guido strong? As what, the thing Guido he... walked out next week, and no one's going to go, "Oh, Guido's on a one match losing streak. That's it. I'm done with him." Couldn't even get past Swinger. Yeah, he could literally walk into a TV title match next week and no one question it. Yeah, and would probably works. wrestle for longer than this match because that's how they book their TV title matches. So, um, I found that bizarre. But yeah, um, Greedo did beat Swinger in the end. I just found so, it kind of weird. One thing that I did kind of notice while watching this, and we kind of recognise but don't often call out, Guido is very good. Yeah, his work is. rate is ridiculous. He is, he is, you know, I, I know he's like, you know, the the little pocket shooter and stuff like that. Um, I mean, he 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 doesn't have a bad match. And I'm, I'm excited. It's weird. Out of all the Guido's run, it's always been like fine. He's had like glimpses, but I'm so excited for when um, Tony Mamaluke comes in and we get the FBI sort of unholy alliance feud. Yeah, not long. And they they start to get their tag team title reigns and stuff like that. Spoiler. Um, the, that's the kind of stuff I'm excited to because it feels like it completely um, revitalised the FBI. It becomes more of a, a unit again. And um, yeah, there, there's some banging matches, some absolute classics between that lot. So I'm very excited for when they start to have a few little title matches. Yeah. That'd be good. Um, but Guido did win. It goes on. Um, Minister and Mikey are at the back, and uh, they basically just said hardcore heaven would be hotter than hell. And that's it, really. Not a lot else came from them. No. Nope. That, that was everything. 
Louis Dangerous Alliance are in the ring. Louis Dangerously asks the crowd if they want Electra to take her coat off. They say yes. He says, oh, well, they're not going to. Um, we then get to Oh! <laughs> boo you, sir. Boo you. <laughs> Uh, we then get Chris Chetty and Nova versus the new Dangerous Alliance. Um, Nova and Chetty picked up the victory with a lovely finish. I think they said the name about three times, but I couldn't work out what they were saying. It's sort of like a splash leg drop off the top rope, putting oh, um, over a table. It wasn't Tidal Wave. It was something like Tidal Wave or something, wasn't it? It's... It might be Tidal Wave. Tidal Wave sounds familiar. I sort of like, I remembered it at the time. but It is Tidal Wave. It, yeah. Every time... Um, Joe Styles said it. I just couldn't work out what he was saying. I got myself in a situation. So, the the bit that... Uh, right. So, I'm, I'm, this will be kind of a continuing kind of, you know, this is where I had an issue thing. But but the, the weird thing that occurred to me here that I thought was sad yeah. is whilst every move that they seem to be doing and every tandem tag team finish that they seem to be doing has a name. Yeah. None of the tag teams do. You know, apart from the Baldies, you've got Nova and Chetty, Doring and Roadkill, Paul's uh, Mahoney and, and everyone. Yeah, they're always individuals put together rather than, you know, we are now the Dangerous Alliance. We are now the FBI. We are now, you know, the Impact Players. We are now the Unholy Alliance. We are now something. You know, the, the Eliminators, the Gangsters, the... It, it, the gangsternators. It it's it just this kind of like, hi, I'm Joe and this is Bob. We're Joe and Bob. Just bothers me. No, but I, I get it though. It's just yeah. I mean, it, to be fair, it still bothers me with with um, modern day wrestling. The the thing that really bothers me with modern day tag team wrestling is that. In women's tag team wrestling, they always have to be best friends. I've not heard one male team coming together as a tag team, impromptu or otherwise. It's like, ah, you know, the best friend pairing of Roman Reigns and Matt Riddle. No, you're right, to be fair. It does always have to be. It is very, everyone's always got to be best friends, isn't it? If you're a female tag team wrestler, you have to be best friends with your with your partner of Again, always, a week and a half. I was always a fan of tag teams in similar gear. I think it just helps. Yeah, just just them actually becoming a a, a tag, team. tag team, and even you know, like like the 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 biggest example of single stars, nothing happening, thrown together, becoming a huge tag team. Who are they? You know, as much as it is, you know, Ballas, Billy Gunn and the Road Dog, Jesse James, we are the new age outlaws. They were a team still. Yeah. And they had a, you know, some matching style stuff rather than, you know, who are they? These two guys. Yeah, no, it is, it is like lazy. I, I do think teams should have names. It just even though I've played Brower got a name, yeah, and they do, they they do kind of like weird kind of ones where they'll like you know, Showmiz and Jericho and and stuff like that. But it always feels like um, that's almost kind of like you know something's trended and caught on rather than they've tried to do it. Why two AJ? Why two AJ? They were together for like two weeks. They had a tag team name, a T-shirt. And a t-shirt, which got burned. And they were not best friends. <laughs> 100% not best friends. Um, Do you know a tag team that are the best, are best friends? The best friends. I think they are, though. No. They're off team near Rapongi Vice all the time. But they've got a tag team name. <clears> and and they're best team. friends. I can't mm. argue. They can't all be best friends, though. About five of them that group now. You got Hookhausen. Tag team name. Yep. Tag team name before it was a tag team. That's the other way in the sense that they've been memed into life. (laughs) It's like the arse boys. Um, I'm going to put my soapbox away. We can get on talking about. (laughs) 
Chitting over don't ever take team name though. It's because they're, they're not they're acclaimed. Acclaimed, another don't <laughs> But they did this. They did a tidal away finish for a table for the victory, which was really fancy looking. That was nice. After that, the Dangerous Alliance start to get the advantage. Uh, the beatdown's going on, and we get a new Jack to come out and make the save. I'm I'm really great. pleased they've picked up again with the the link between Chetty and Nova and New Jack and heat with the Dangerous Alliance after that thing that happened that one time. I was just like, well, even when the music happened, I sort of it's kind of weird because you obviously start to recognise. We do it so long, you recognise the network music as the music in the ghetto. Even though you know it's just like complete sort of trashish, but um, yeah, so I recognised the music. For what the fuck is New Jack coming out for? And he did. He came out, beat him up, which of course brought out the old baldies. I hate that New Jack. And I thought yep. that maybe Grimes might have been gone because Grimes wasn't here. But then Grimes did turn up. <laughs> right, no, don't go to go, don't get to Grimes yet, Sorry. because the baldies run out to beat up New Jack. Yeah, and then after a short amount of time. After they've they've suitably beaten him up and destroyed him, Doring and Roadkill run out to attack the Baldies. Well, why don't Chetty and Nova come back and help New Jack? Uh, oh, we'll get into why doesn't so and so come out and help New Jack? Because there's a chant for someone who a little while ago was helping New Jack, and actually had a feud with the Baldies because of what they did to poor Jerome. But we'll get there. So Doring and Roadkill come out. To help New Jack because they're all friends. Well, to be fair, Doyle and Roadkill have had issues with the Baldies in the last couple of weeks. Yes, so you can I agree. explain this. There is logic to this. I agree. The enemy of my enemy. I I get that. Yep, I agree. Yeah, there, there is a connection there. So as much as we're taking the piss, them getting involved is is logical to what's been happening on TV. They've had a few spats and backstage brawls, and there is something there. Less logical is that this actually becomes a match. Yeah. So we're into a match now. This is yeah. this is an, an impromptu match between the Baldies and Doring and Roku. And we know that it's impromptu, and we know they mean business, because Doring straps it down. So you know anyone who has watched wrestling at any point knows if the straps are down, we shoot him, brother. <laughs> this isn't a normal match this man's here to fight exactly he hasn't even bothered finishing getting dressed he's going to hit before. you with the whamma bamma thank you mama and the, the, the dirt house chicanery and the yeah, yeah all the oopsie loopsie get ready because he's bringing out the song sheet and he's going to hit you with all the hits the old Dorin yep um, 27 they... moves all of them named and they defeat the Baldies. They do. Or do they? Oh. Because they may, may win the battle, but... Grimes, everyone. Yeah. And, and even the, the, the announcers, even Joey Styles is sitting there going, I assumed he wasn't here. Because why this didn't is... he run out to beat up everyone else? But this leaves the question, where was he? Yeah. Yeah. If he wasn't involved, where was he? Uh, but Grimes does come out. Grimes does get involved. They start to do it all. And we get another return. Um, a turn that we all expected. Sort of never. Uh, Paul's Mahoney's back. He is. And Which he's is come great. out to beat up them because they're now beating up Doring and Roadkill. Which is a good return to have on the show before the pay-per-view that you might have seen before the pay-per-view, you might have seen after the pay-per-view, we'll get to that. But again, I don't know, why was just not return at the pay-per-view? Well, so... It might give, it might give, you know, a thousand people a reason to watch the pay-per-view. They might go, oh my God, Balls is back. I definitely want to see that. I mean, you know, you could have him come out and save his friend Jerome, a.k.a. New Jack. And set up a tag team match for the pay per view that you're about to do. Yeah. They don't. No, they don't. Uh, so, Balls does clean house. 
basically just kills everyone with chair shots. That's sort of how it ends. So sort of, that is how it ends. Yes. And then Rhino cuts a promo. Oh, we get a promo from Sandman first. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. This is where Sandman, this is where basically what I alluded to earlier on. So basically Sandman uh, name drops having barbed wire matches with you know, Cactus Jack and Stairway to Hell matches with like Sabu and all this. So he's going to do all this stuff to Rhino and all that. But, it's, it, you know, it just proves he's hardcore. Um, Kid and- Cash is walking through. Sorry. Oh uh, yeah. So how how do you know it's a it's a build up towards an ECW pay per view? One of the wrestlers has to try and get the name of the pay per view into a promo. It's gonna be hardcore, and I'm gonna be in heaven. Okay. Um, Kid Cash. <laughs> Kid Cash is walking. He bumps into Swinger, and um, they have a little moment. And Kid Cash is like fight wants to fight him and. And swingers like don't bring it, swing it or something. Yep, it just walks off. <laughs> and I, I did like it. At you which point, Kid Cash turns to the camera and makes a slur on on yeah. Swinger for some reason. I forgot about that. That's a thing. Yeah, Andy, maybe he's... maybe channeling Kid Rock a little too much there. He's become man, Cash, and grow up. Um. <laughs> Ah, Joey Styles with a pay-per-view rundown. This is when Joey Styles basically... <laughs> Awful, wasn't it? I so want him to do a, a man cash. A man you make cash. And I'm going <laughs> change my ways. I'm elder cash now. Uh, <laughs> I have a beard. This is when Joey Styles is like, hey, you might have seen this show after the pay-per-view, but if you're watching this show before the pay-per-view... I'm going Buy to the pay per view. Yeah, and I'm going to run it down for you right now. And you just think, what the fuck is going on? So we get a pay per view rundown. If you need it, if you're watching it after, then you just get a rundown of what you've seen. Even though he actually didn't see some do, of these matches. I was going to say, yeah. do you though? Because <laughs> oh. I'll run down the card in a minute. And do you though? Fuck, you know. So, yeah, so that happens. Three uh, main events. Three main events. A rhino basically just finishing off the show, real close up to the belt, just sort of um, saying, Sam, man, leave your fucking wife at home, bring your mum. Because it's Mother's Day. (laughs) (laughs) For a table. That's the go home promo. It's it's your mother, it's Mother's Day. Bring your mum, put her in the front row, and I'll go through a table. And if if you don't order this pay per view, on the potential of Sandman's mum coming out and confronting Rhino. I, it will I be a regret what, you'll never forget. I don't know what else is going to draw you into this pay-per-view. <laughs> I truly don't. Um, and that's the end of the show. Obviously, we're going to do the rundown before we get to that. Jay, what's your match of the week? Oh, I mean, uh, there were there were some good matches. Um there were some some bizarre matches, but there were some good matches. Um, if I look at this just in this week's TV and not worry about the booking afterwards, um, I've got to go for Lance Storm versus uh, Jerry Lynn. Uh, you know, just two absolutely incredible wrestlers. An amazing match. Always an amazing match. Um, really, really good. Uh, so, yeah, Lance Storm, Jerry Lynn. Makes perfect sense. And like I said, it was an amazing match. Just like you said, confusing to do this a week before. Um, do you want to do a quick rundown of the pay-per-view that we're reviewing next week? I do. I have it in front of me, sponsored by Wikipedia. Um, not sponsored at all, actually. Um, they need sponsors, don't they? I think they need... Yeah, they keep asking for money, don't they? They do ask for money. I don't think they're too Partly because of the... the, the fat sponsorship checks they send to us. No. Um, so, uh, the, it, the, the pay-per-view will open with the returning Balls Mahoney against Masato Tanaka, obviously. Close. Former tag team partner. Ooh, um, so I, I remember, that, so this will be interesting because I remember that being a match that I thought was crazy. Um, 
And that when was I when you it. were that was when you were numb to crazy as well. That's true. So now that I'm kind of resensitized to crazy. Yeah. It's gonna be different. We were like, oh my god, that's fucking wild. But when you kind of sit there and think, oh that's a good kind of wild. It's gonna be a fun watch. I mean life is on it's happened, but yeah, no. Nah. Um yeah, so that's our opener. We then have a three way dance. Um we have Mikey Whipwreck, Simon Diamond, Diamond, accompanied to the ring by Mitch Prodigy, Prodigy and Musketeer, and Little Guido. Such an ECW pay per view match. <laughs> um, uh, then these three don't think we've ever been in the same room as each other. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are. Three way dance. <laughs> Pay-per-view ready, baby. Let's go. Uh, and then we have um, Kid Cash taking on C.W. Anderson. Swinger? Oh, sorry. No, no. We, we, don't, we don't have the Dangerous Alliance as a tag team. We don't have Swinger, even though we've just done the, you know, the hot shots angle there. Uh, we then have a three-way dance. Of um, Doring and Roadkill, Nova and Chetty, and the Baldies. Is that for the ECW Tag Team Titles? I don't think it is. I think it's just a match. When are we getting that fucking resolved? That'd be a great opportunity just to do it, wouldn't it? <laughs> three main teams. Yeah, you know, the, the three teams that are are there, are standing. Yeah, no, it doesn't seem to be. I might see if I can find out in a second how we are. There's a tournament emerging or something. Maybe that's how FBI get involved in the Unholy Alliance. Maybe it's a tag team tournament. Um, the inaugural tournament doesn't answer the question. Uh, August August it looks like we get our next tag team champions what he, he vacated them he was vacated at 22nd 2000 Three-way dance involving Tommy Dreamer and Jerry Lynn and Simon Diamond and Johnny Swinger and the Unholy Unholy Alliance. Is it Midtown Massacre? It's happened on August 25th and airs on TV on the 1st of September. Oh, and then it's dropped a week later. So yeah, freeway dance. <sighs> Jesus Christ, August. Um, I mean, you could literally do it in this match. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they, they got they got such a hang up of the, the way the belts were disrespected, and then they put them on shelf. But then you just don't do anything with them, so you're just validating for four months. You're, you're validating the fact that they're really not worth shit. And then, what, as an afterthought, you're going to go, oh, yeah, you remember where we were tag team champions? Let's do that again. Jesus. Um, then, um, we're going to have New Jack versus Angel. Yeah. Oh, obviously. Um, Angel, who... King who, of Streets. Angel, who was in the, the, the previous match. Wrestling, no Franchetti and Doring and Roadkill. Um, then we've got uh, a match that I think both of us are, are looking to, forward to drastically, which is Tajiri and Steve Carino. Yeah, this, this match, in all seriousness, is an absolute 
fucking gem of a match. I'm really excited to watch this one again. It's the third longest watched... match on the card. I know. I nearly watched it today just because I wanted to watch it, but then I thought it made no sense. This time next week, you will be talking all about it. I know. I would have um, uh, then we have number one of our triple main event with the Sandman challenging Rhino for the one yeah, championship uh, he has Sandman. not had. Um, then we have uh, the return of Robert Van Dam hey. against Jerry Lynn. Hey. And then we have two-thirds of the advertised match. <laughs> because spoilers, people, for a show that happened 22 years ago. Tommy Dreamer is not in this match. This is not a three-way dance. Maybe it's because three three-way dances on the same card seemed too many. Um, but yes, it is just incredible versus Lance Storm. The impact players explode. Well, Lance Storm's one of his final matches, isn't it? I think it's his final match. For a good WCW. Mm, and wins everything. Wins everything. But does he Three-way champion. Let's find out. Well, the last champion did. This is it. See? It happens. Um, get involved at underscore sports arena on Twitter or Instagram. If you're watching ECW, if you are celebrating, um, happy birthday, Jerry Lynn. It's his birthday earlier in the week. Um, anything you're tagging, figures, memories, T-shirts, anything that just prompts a little bit of extreme that you think, hey, I want to share this with someone. Share it with us. We love everyone reliving the revolution um, for whatever means. There's loads of cool ECW stuff out there, probably more than ever now. I think even people at ECWWrestling.com, I believe it is, got some great stuff going on. So make sure you check that out. There's so much, you know, considering it happened 20 years ago, this this is still so big and it's great. That's Absolutely. It. It's, um, you know, you it's one of my favourite points when we get to a pay-per-view and people share their memories of um, of the pay-per-view. So Hardcore Heaven 2000, tell us what you remember about it. Tell us what was good. Tell us what was uh, amazing. Um, and we will talk about it all next week here again. But until then, like the returning Robert Van Damme, that was the whole fucking show. <laughs>